Hey, welcome everyone. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Protus Global. I want to welcome you all to Plant Profits today, and my next guest founded a top cannabis retail design and install company that helps build out dispensaries and legal markets nationwide. I mean, when it comes to design and build and of dispensaries in the U.S. marketplace, my guest is the guy. His company, Tamika Group, does the work. Mr. Mike Wilson, who is the founder and CEO of Tamika Group, is my guest today. Welcome, Mike. How are you? Uh, great, Vern. Thank you for the introduction. It's a pleasure and honor to be here with you today. I really appreciate the time today to spend with you. Oh, same here. Same here. I got so many questions about what you do <laughs> because we we really haven't had someone like you on the show. I think it's a great opportunity for really getting into the weeds a little bit about what design is all about because most people say, well, if it looks good, it's great. And I know that's not exactly how it works, right? So I think that'll be really, really important. Now, you guys have done over 600 dispensaries or in the process of doing several more of those. And and so I don't know who's done more, but, you know, I always hear about you and your team and what you guys have done. You guys have been at building and designing and launching since 1991. So kind of how did, what is Tamika and, and kind of how did it start? Yeah, I uh, founded the company, obviously, old guy here, yeah. you know, that's run, you know, been a while. So started the company and was doing retail yeah. stores. So, you know, in that duration, they'll probably, you know, I've lost counts, probably 7,000 retail stores of all different sure. federations between, you know, a quick server store, hot topic store, every mall in every America, I probably built some type of store in every mall. Um, and with yeah. that, we did a lot of jewelry stores. So you think about like K Jewelers, Jared Jewelers, Sam yeah. Clock. And that's, you know, kind of the connection. You could kind of see the correlation when I was doing those and saw cannabis. I'm like, well, there's a really good connection between the two that, you know, high security, you know, the glass yeah. cases, dispense, you know, and all that. So that's what kind of got me uh, into the space. And what happened 20 years ago, it's kind of funny. It's a guy came up to me and knew I'd build retail stores. And he goes, hey, can you build my weed store? And I'm like, what the heck is a weed store? You know, I was like, what is it? <laughs> this goes back, you know, 20 years ago, but this is in the 215 days. And yeah. you know, it's that semi-legal market in California. And yeah. it's all, hey, you know, so I'm like, what do you need? And I went, oh, shit, that's jewelry. I could do that. Built a store mm -hmm. for him, did a couple stores, and that was it. And then, you know, in the 215 days, you know, they're open. But you know, a lot of the problems back in those days was a lot of the, you know, unfortunate, the security wasn't up to speed of what it is today. Right. And a lot right. of those guys got, you know, unfortunately robbed of the cash and the product. And after a while, he's like, I'm done. You know, it was okay, but it was just, I don't want to risk myself and my family. And that was your first client. That was your first. Yes. <laughs> that was it. 20 years and ago. And your first client is out of business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. And then and then I took a pause, you know, because obviously, yeah. 15, it was very, you know, it was just a gray area at the time. And then right. um, as retail stores started going online sales and, and started. Yeah. I saw, you know, you know, Colorado and the success and things. And then I was like, you know what? I got to get into the space. You know, I could see it. So right. I got, you know, I, I got super lucky. I, I got, you know, a couple different stores and then I got introduction to the founders. And that was, to yeah. be honest, 
And so, when, was, that was the beginning, Stizzy? You started with Stizzy? Okay. You know, so how did the introduction come about, Mike? So a, a guy that I was doing some other stores with yeah. had done a license in in, another, yeah. in Alameda, and they were partners on it. And okay. I had shown, obviously, what I knew and my my background and stuff. And and he introduced me to the founders and says, hey, I think you, there's some value here. And what was happening, you've been around this space, a lot right. of the guys, I really... I really am proud of my legacy to the legal market. I, that that's my core business customer is the, the, the legacy yeah. guy coming on because obviously we know the guys, they know the product, they they, they they've been there, they, they they've been in the right. trenches, they're hustlers. So right. I got in there with them, and what was really nice for them is I gained the trust. I run ETLA that you know obviously the flagship store built, and they were already in construction for a while. I came in, helped tweak it, got it open, and then I built all our stores. Oh my gosh, this is amazing! Like how you turned it around. And yeah. created that bond. But what's also nice is they trusted me up to get them get inside the space of Stizzy and teach that part of it. Because I'll be honest, didn't know much about cultivation, extraction, manufacturing. I was literally seeing cartridges getting put together and seeing all this aspect and helping them tenant of improvement, all those spaces inside their, their downtown location, DTLA, because they also do cultivation and manufacturing. So I got to see all that and build some of that out. How did that help you though? Just seeing it, and like you know, uh -huh. it's different when when I build a retail store and it's clothing hung up. You know, I, I don't know where it gets manufactured. Uh -huh. It's just, but literally seeing what goes into a cartridge, understanding the product, and and just having a, a better understanding of how it's made, extraction process. Like I was yeah. clueless to that, you know. And but just seeing all that part of it, and that helped me just get more of an education one hundred and one in in cannabis. You know, like like yeah. I had never been yeah. seen any part of that. And seeing, you know, obviously, you know, in the, in the six years of going through this, of, of the fighting between cultivation of what type of lights to use and all that stuff. Yeah. I've never, I've never, you know, I helped build that, but that's not my space. But just seeing the nuances of what's happened in the last six years and being exposed to that, it was helpful for me to understand and 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 connect with my customers because I have somewhat of an understanding with that. So that it was yeah. helpful. Thank you for that. Now, do you take like... Um prime contractor position on the space and then you you bring in subs or how do, how does that work well we'll add you a sub we're, we're a sub but what we do is we uh -huh. build like I, I was a contractor for 30 years it's hard geographically in the space to kind of keep that going so i have yeah. a relationship with gc so what i'll do is there's some customers that have a gc they want to use but what i help is with my my knowledge help put together a good construction set of documents. Because at the end of the day, that's the most important, that the design and functionality work with the store. The light right. switches are in the right spot. The case lights have a switch to turn off. You know, the timers yeah. for everything. And that's what we kind of put together in the design build. And that's been our success in the retail space even before this, was putting together a good set of construction documents. It minimizes change. Okay. Curse. We talk about mm -hmm. flow. We talk about, you know, mm -hmm. all that happening. So that's kind of what, what our boards are. And then what I do, is bid out, you know, multiple GCs come back to our clients and say, "Hey, mm -hmm. here's the different numbers. I vetted I, I all these. Here's some good numbers. What I'll tell you good about this guy: his schedule is eight weeks versus ten weeks, or twelve weeks. And now, what is the money worth? Those two weeks worth being open sooner? And we just kind of go through that process of what okay. value for being open to maybe a little more. So just kind of validate and vet those, and just get them out there, not out of trouble. You know, that's it. Then the mm -hmm. two ends up happening too. I see. Is people jump in, you know, it's very emotional. You, you, you've been around and they get it. I got yeah. my license. They get super emotional yeah. with it. 
what ends up happening, those emotions take over the business acumen of making the right decisions. And that's what that's I right. kind of do is like setting up the correct rent, setting up the correct space. Do you really want to stress on bringing out, you know, do you really need 8,000 square feet or whatever the size of that building right. is and reverse engineer? Because once you committed to that, that is the biggest investment you're going to do is the space you rent or buy. Right. Because right. that, that that's the base bones of your construction costs and what that all looks like. So that's what we try to help with is that site selection. And that's what I'm doing a lot of in New York is helping them with the site selection and looking at the pros and cons. You know, is it better to just pay $3,000 more the rent and have an ADA bathroom, have it, mm-hmm. not have any rest issues versus, you know, $700,000 coming out of your pocket to make your building up to code. So those are things that I kind of give the due diligence aspects with. I got it. I got it. So you, you really are, important and just uh, keeping them making or the, giving them the opportunity to make great decisions about what to do next as, as they erect their building, create the internal design, all of that. So you're kind of holding their hand uh, through this process. Well, that's great. We're going to talk about some of your other clients too when we get back. We're going to take a quick break, Mike. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Protus global. Uh, my guest today, Mr. Mike Wilson, he is the founder. He's the CEO of Tamika Group, and they design wonderful and beautiful dispensaries across the United States. We'll be right back. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is Proudly brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today, Mr. Mike Wilson, is founder and CEO of Tamika Group. They've been building uh, properties and facilities and designs uh, since 1991. Obviously, he's on the show. He's he's deep into doing the same thing in the cannabis arena. Now, Mike, question. Are you working solely in cannabis now, or are you have you kept up the diversity of clientele and other industries as you, you've, you've seen your business grow in the cannabis arena? You know, I'm super blessed. We have, and, you know, mm-hmm. exciting to say is we're working on projects like for the New York Mets, their team stores. We just finished yeah. the Yankees. We've got work, uh, I, I mean, pretty much 12 different stadiums right now we're working on uh, a baseball, okay. basketball, football with clients like Fanatics or New Era that we like yeah. built their stores and yeah. stuff. So I, I, I got cannabis in sports. I mean, I, I can't. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. And it's like, How good is that, man? How good is that? I've got other brands, you know, like Ethical yeah. Underwear, um, yeah. Reef Sandals, Alakai. Like, I've got some other cool brands that we do stuff for as well. But our core business is, is sports and cannabis. That, that's that's like the core part of what we do. That's great. What, how big a team do you have? I think we got about 165 employees. Um, okay. About 165. And I, 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 I'm I judging that about 165 because we're adding teams and stuff. We added the four yeah. division. We're going to be looking at something here in the Upper East Coast, you know, to do something as well. So, been very yeah. super blessed in this space and like i say growing as as we we need to happen to support our customers and what we need to do yeah no that's 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 great that you're growing like that and you're you're able to keep it all together you you just remind me of a guy who's actually on site not in the office i'm an on-site guy I, i'm a <laughs> shift guy i'm yeah. the best guy you, you can tell my energy i love yeah 
And, and, and you know what I love is when I'm out with the card applicants and talking to them about, you know, showing the zip when Stizzy first started, you know, telling them where they were at. And you're looking back at these are what these guys are out here in, the, in New York, yeah. you know, just starting, you know, doing that legacy to legal market and what that looks like. And I could share those stories like, are you kidding me? I said, no. I mean, they're a $700 million machine now, but literally yeah. six years ago, they're trying to build their first store. So that yeah. literally going about what, what, what I share with them, and it's exciting. Those stories help. Now, did you, how long after Stizzy did cookies come around? So obviously, you know, credibility in the space is everything. So I got yeah. a trophy, it was Stizzy. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and you know, when you say that, it kind of opens the door for cookies. So what yeah. we did is we got in with, uh, you know, uh, the TRP, it was TRP mm-hmm. now, the cookies real estate team is who we, we, we connected with. We worked with Brady Johnson, Luca, and all, and all the, the team there, connected with them. And since day one, hit it off, got built, been building their stores. We're such a key individual. We're actually part, our Florida division, we started because of them. And we're oh, part of that campus okay. down there. So we've been very involved with there, doing the DGT builds, doing the, the obviously cookie builds and stuff there. So just a super good partner of ours. Um, and, and what we call our Temeca family, they're part of it. And we yeah. love, they love being part of them. But it's been helpful. And, and as you know, if you have a Stizzy and a Cookies, you know, that it's credibility, you know, in this space. Yeah. And that's what's yeah. kind of nice is, is sharing the conversations and how they do stores and stuff. We actually yeah. just did uh, the Cookies mirror, that that the Cookies logo that migrated in Berger's office. We just shipped that up, I, I think, a, a couple weeks ago. So it's fun. Uh-huh. It's fun projects that we're able to participate in, when, in, in with everybody. No, that's uh, that is great. What makes a great client? You know, you know, in this space, it, it, it's challenging, you know, it, it's all over the map and, and it's just obviously somebody, you know, that's, you got to work hard. I mean, at the end of the day, you just don't open a sign and, and you got to hustle. And, right. and with that, I, I think is, you know, having your due diligence, really thinking through the business plan of what you want to be. And what we talked about earlier with regards to, you know, the, the, the project and, and costs and rent, you know, mm-hmm. and I've seen so many people come to me, you know, and they 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 ran out of money and they don't know what you know and because what happened is a little consultant bid a little money here then the yeah. a bit money they didn't have an all in one and then what I feel terrible at then they're having to go raise capital which always in a distressed space to be with their space half built out and you don't have enough money you know it's just it's a challenge so what we try to do is educate have that you know the the, the customer type and as long as they're willing to hear and and like I say we'll give them options. But it's, you know, some people get caught up in the emotion of this and that's yeah. what's challenging at times, you know, and, and what we try to do is educate as much as we can and set them up for success and reverse right. engineer. Okay. Your rent is X. So that right. means, you know, the business model, this is what it has to do to do that. And we reverse engineer and help them set up a business course and the business plan and, 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 and caution them like, Hey, is it worth spending, you know, this much for rent? You may realize before you, you've got to pay a rent of X before you do anything. That's a big burden on you. That's that much per day. So just think right. about what those costs immerse into there. So at the end of the day, you know, what's a perfect customer? There's many of them. You know, I, I, I've got, you know, I've got, you know, people like Knox that, that I work yeah. with Tommy that X out of 315, great client, G Pharma and Amen out of uh, Chicago area. Uh, you know, you'd even work with like Elaine at Ash Society, a woman owned that's battling with 54 other dispensaries in the city of Santa Ana. And she's alive. 
You know, I love yeah. the underdog. I always love the underdog. That's great. You know? That's, that's great. When, you know, doing that and she just opened her store in Pomona, being part of that. I really love that. I always love helping the underdog overcome it. Yeah. Yeah. What's the value? That, that's a great story. And, and I could tell you're all about storytelling. So, so, so what's the difference of a, in, in the success of a store that a bad design versus a good design? Same location, bad design, good design. What, what effect is it on the business? You know, efficiencies, functionality. You know, you go through some yeah. days, we come there, they've got this design, and we're like, hey, do you realize, you know, you're the fulfillment, you're walking, like this person's going to walk 18,000 steps a day to fulfill. Like, just efficiencies, connecting that efficiency. And, and we talk about bodega versus, you know, a deli style and a fusion between the two. Because yeah. a lot of people, yeah. it's understanding their experience. Do they want to have, you know, hey, Vern, welcome today. Let me walk you through the products and having that one-on-one Apple experience or having the jelly donut display coming up and you wait is the thing and get it. You know, how do you want to do it? Or fusion between both. And we're finding yeah. more and more the fusion between more is, is is having that type of experience. And and also too is your customer types. You know, the first time mm-hmm. customer, the little bit of education. And I'll be honest, when I first walked into the first couple of stores I did, I was intimidated. I did not know the difference between Indica and Sativa. I wasn't going yeah. to say. And, and it's very intimidating when you get into because cannabis, compared to you know, high school in the days, you know, smoke, it's a whole different world. The whole different world, you know. So that's intimidating. So what we talk about is that first time you know, uh, person versus the repeat customer. And yeah. that's what we talk about, you know, is the repeat orders, having that cute, you know, wine for cool six years, you know, six years ago. Now it's all about efficiency. And, you know, in New York is especially people don't want wait, wait in line. <laughs> you know what I mean? They want right. the product they go. Right. So express windows, pre-ordering, all those efficiencies to get customers in and out, you know. So at the end of the day, it's efficiency. Secondarily, is designing a space that makes sense for functionality and the fact of fulfilling to a customer without, mm-hmm. you know, having to minimize that overhead of too many uh, employees on staff. Because if you don't do it efficiently, you're you're paying employees a little bit too much money to have too many bodies on there to fulfill and, and make that work. Totally get that. So, you, you know, when I when I think about you, your your personality is so dynamic, and your value is created in front of the the customer, the client. That's that's how you create value for your business. I I can tell. Well, what happened? Do you have have you recruited other folks like you? Yeah. So I've been very fortunate. Yeah. Angelos Burger, Paul Niebuhr. Yeah. So yeah. what happened, and tell you a little story, um, I was building Hot Topic stores and towards stores. He was a director okay. of construction there, created a relationship, and he's like, hey, do you need help? Because he's he's more of the architect. Like, I, I'm the yin, he's the yang, you know? Yeah. I brought him on, and he's the one that's been, uh, you know, absolute, the connect for me. And he's got that architecture. He helps me with the layouts. And 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 like I say, we I, I'm more of the outside in your face guy talking to you, you know, connecting with the customers. He's in the back of us making me look good doing these designs for Sandy and helping that aspect because he's he's that creative mind and architect and, and functionality that that complements me and my what I get what my purpose is and what his purpose is. We we we, we connect really well. Oh, that's that's great. Now, do you have other folks, I mean, you started your business in 91. So do you have folks with great, great tenure? Have you found that you have folks with great tenure in your business? I, 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 I treat them like family. I've got people that yeah, have been with me that's 23, great. 
25 years, you know, most of them. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, you know, I've got people that have married inside mm-hmm. that have met at the business and married and are still with us. <laughs> yeah. So, and watching their kids grow up, you know, with it yeah. and stuff. So it's really special that I've been able to, you know, have these guys and, and we treat each other like family. And, and like I say, if we got to go, go go out and I could go back in the shop and say, guys, we got to jump on a plane. We got to go make this happen. They make it happen. So I'm yeah. very blessed with what, what my, 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 what I call my family and my staff is they, they support me in a, in a great way. I know that, that that's great. Mike, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. I want to get into New York. Okay. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today, Mr. Mike Wilson, founder and CEO of Tamika Group. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis, and I am your host of Plant Profits. My guest today, Mr. Mike Wilson, founder and CEO of Tamika Group. Now, Mike, you know, New York, New York, right? You're there. You're all over the state. You're in the city. So tell us about that engagement and and how you got that and how you, you know, what you and the team are doing for the communities of New York. Yeah, so... Um, you talk about a, a crazy way I got here. So one yeah. of my project managers, Nicole Lichirino, uh was up in Buffalo. She's one of my sales rep project managers, and she does all the new hour work. Well, my uh, Kaylee Castetter, who's a very good compliance, very keyed in the legacy market here, he, they ran across each other and said, hey, what do you guys do? And and she says, oh, sports and, and you know, kind of hey, cannabis too. And he goes, oh, you guys yeah. do? And, and he's like, and he goes, can I meet Mike? Because I would love him to come up. And this was uh, not last November, the number uh, a year and a half, uh, two Novembers ago. Would he come up? You know, so he he called called me up and said, hey, I'm doing a legacy, guys. I'm bringing all my legacy guys, bringing 72 customers in, and coming in. I'd love you to come talk. So I came in to talk and a conversation nice. with them, and, and and met you know the the Reggies of Canna House and all the different people that are legacy guys here. And it was funny. They came up afterwards and they're like. I can ask you a question. You know, could I, you know, and it was kind of cool and engaged. I still have a relationship with all these guys. So it was great. That's great. And then, and then the Dazzy thing came up, the opportunity for Dazzy came up and he goes, Hey, I think you should go after this thing. So I was like, shoot. So we, we, we kind of put an RFP and here we are today. We, we got accepted as one of the, the DB firms and we've been very blessed in the space to, to be participating with that. And I think with our actions with that, we've also been able to connect with the card coalition. I'm working yeah. in Rivera. Uh, on his Turp Brothers project, I was just literally on the phone with Cosmarty at Conbud uh, this morning, going for his project and just talking through things. But I, I, I think people see once again that we've proven ourselves in the space. We're a legacy yeah. local market, proven ourselves obviously going through the RFP process, build the dazzling stores, and then obviously with the privatization of the card applicants, you know, with the, that are doing it privately, we're working with them. So I'm very, you know, once again honored and blessed to be working with all these these participants and, and card licensees. But that's kind of how it, it we we fell into the the place of it. it wasn't planned or scheduled. It just kind of happened through the introduction to Kalen and then the Basley opportunity. Oh, that's that's great. Are you exclusive? No, no. Okay. So the DB firm. So what they happen is they they put it out for an RFP. I think they have yeah. ten DB firms that they kind of picked. We kind of I think floated to the top of our background of rollouts and being able to do this. So they selected us to pop ups. They kind of get those temporary stores open to get the product rolling to get that happening, 
And then from there, we've been obviously, you know, getting the stores and doing the permanent stores, which we're really excited to, we're turning over, uh, leaked with our first one here in the okay. next week, um, turning over and we'll be opening by a couple of weeks from there. So very excited about some of the permanent stores opening up for Dazzly and the, the state, uh, contributed stores. Funded. That's great. Now the, this, the, the states, do they get involved with what you do, uh, in the stores? So what they do is they, they selected us. So they site select, they work with a, a real estate yeah. firm that's it's a sites and then us DB firms with the processes, we go up and, and look at it, give an assessment, give a budget of what we think it's going to do the good right. and the bad about that, the bones of it and create a budget. And then they, you know, get, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down based on the relativity of the market and the, 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 the value of what that looks like. So that's how it kind of works. And then what we do, then we go to work. We design it, we build mm-hmm. it, and then we work with like Roland and and put together this you know concept of. And, and what we want to make sure is, and what was very passionate about me is, I want all these stores not looking cookie cutter and there. So what we've done is made sure that flavor. I, w- I want Roland when he walks to that store to get goosebumps every time. Like I yeah. want to make it as his vibe. It's like yeah. the difference between like when the guys walk in their Sizzy store, they're excited about Sizzy. I want the same enthusiasm here. So. We've been working, you know, getting their each brand. So we want these stores absolutely look differently. The core carcass, that like the functionality of the cases and stuff are all the same, but the color right. palette, the vibe, if it's hip hop, if it's talking about the legacy story, like, you know, what's cool about Roland, he's very about legacy to legal. He's very, he's very, okay. he wanted to, to emphasize that. Other people like uh, Keyshawn at Union Square, Tip Hop, you know, mm-hmm. that's the foundation of his pillar. And we're being in Union Square, he's very proud to have the Union Square store and wants stuff to talk about hip hop. So those are kind of the fun things that we work through and kind of get that personality of the license holder and put it into their store. And it's kind of fun going through that right. journey with them to do that. That's, that's terrific. No, that that is absolutely uh, terrific. And, and what, how, talk to me about the New York marketplace. And yeah. And how you see it from your vantage point and what's happening there. And is it changing for the better? You know, I, I think, you know, what's awesome is the state okay. and, and obviously working there and putting up the money. Because what I've seen in other, you know, other states, a social equity thing, they throw a piece of paper at somebody. Yeah. And they don't have the capital. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's just sad. And then you got the predators, you know, <laughs> they're giving them some money and they, and they trust these people. And then what they do? They have taken their license, you know, down the road when it when it expires to be able to do that, or right. they just cash out. They just take a check and be done. What I love about this is, you know, seeing the entrepreneurship and having the ability for them to get a, a, a store that can compete with all the other stores that I do across the nation. That they've set them up the foundation to be successful. So that's what's kind of exciting about those aspects. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That is great. Now. Is it going uh, on schedule, the bills, the, uh, 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 or has that been slowed down by some of the other issues, especially in the city? You know, at the end of the day, you know, the, the, you hear a lot of negative, but at the end of the day, okay. no one's ever pulled, there's no playbook for this. And what the state- <laughs> That's so about, true, Mike. It's a big bite. There's no playbook <laughs> yeah. for any of this. So what I got to <laughs> say is the haters stop. Like, you know, no yeah. one's doing it perfectly, but no one's ever pulled this off. You know, to get a yeah. $200 million commitment, raise the capital and, you know, kudos yeah. to Ruben to architect that and, and Governor Hochul and, and the OCM and everything about putting this together, it's never been done. And the fact that they're putting them in the front of the line 
to get them successful before the big guys and all this other stuff, they're getting them a head start. So I, you know, kudos right. to everybody and part of the state of New York to do this. And is it a little bit behind? Yes, but they're going to start yeah. coming together, the playbook and stuff. And, and, and but, so I'm super honored and, and, and proud to be part of this because yeah. this is making generational set up for well for a long term and that's what's exciting about seeing these little uh-huh. seedlings of potential stizzies that we did in california here in new york and and yeah. and let's be real there's going to be some failures some of these guys aren't going to succeed and and that's a bummer but there's going to yeah. be more success than failures which i i'm very confident thought to know that that's going to happen but i think it's really good of what they did now the compromise what i'm going to say the negative part is that they're working yeah. on is the illicit shops. Now, you know, yeah, it's a problem. You know, yeah, that's, that's an issue. Yeah. So I, I know there's been some, you know, turning up. I'm seeing some raids happening. I see some yeah. legal things going out there. So How do you think bad. about that? What, what do you think about that visual, right? Especially if you, you look at what you're involved with in New York, the visual of, of folks of raids, you know, basically uh, on the demographic, that you're yep. trying to support and help and raise up, right? Yes. Tell me about that visual in the city. And my theory is that's why it's taking some time because you, you, you can't, you, you got to be careful. I would think. Well, I think, I think it's twofold. I think it's very tricky yeah. about that. Is yeah, it happened. It, it happened to yeah. everyone's watch. You know what I mean? So to unwind yeah. this is a challenge. But secondary two yeah. is all these customers need their product, and and yeah. and that. And I think there's a little nuance between the shutdown and opening and all that stuff. Yeah. And that's a higher level than me. I'm just a TV guy. <laughs> but I think, you know, like you say, it, it's a challenge because literally yeah. I walk from the Upper East Side down to Midtown. I kind of like 30 of them. It's just in it. Was yeah. It's just sprouting up. And, it, you know, what we used to call LA and we still call it the whack-a-mole. You know, you shut one down, they open right back up. So. It's a challenge. I think this is going to be still a, a tough battle ahead to get this. It's going to eventually happen, but it, it it's going to take a, a big, you know, a structurally a sound strategic plan to be able to pull this off because it's going to be, you know, it's not easy. It, it, there's a, it, yeah. a lot of stores open out there. So it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, I love it. No, and I love your optimism, your energy behind what you said, because we need that because, yeah, it all needs to change. Right, it all needs to change, and I, I, I think that, I, to your point, haters calm down, because yeah. uh, you, you just can't just go close down seventy spots, and big time raids, you know, and keep the community on your team. That's yeah, hard yeah. to do. That's hard to do. Yeah. That's hard to do. So there, there's some nuance and some uh, to this, and and and. Um, I, I'm with you, Mike. It will change. It will happen. But unfortunately, it, it can't happen overnight. It just won't. So it it, it just won't happen. Yeah. I, I, I so enjoyed this conversation with you. I, I, I'm going to ask you one last question. It's something you said earlier, is that you had folks that were been with you 20 plus years, and you have families inside a family, right? What about your place? your company, your business that you believe created that to make it, just to make that possible. And you've seen it over and over again. 
I think the passion, you know, obviously you're telling me yeah. a passionate guy. I'm not, I'm not no, 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 no. You're, you're a slouch, Mike. You're a slouch. And it's, like that, I don't, you know, it, it's within our company. I think people love mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? And the yeah. excitement of what we build, we do, I mean, we do some yeah. cool stuff, you know, and when we did the NHL store, we did the NFL store, you know, these, and, and so, you know, just the MLS and all the different stores and, and cannabis stores, we do cool stuff. And, I, you know, like I say, yeah. that have cannabis and sports stuff and they being part of it. And I think they just, they feed off the energy. They just feed off each other because what we really are, are down with is having passionate people that live and die and, and love Tameka. You know, we're, we're part of a culture yeah. that we created that we just love what we do and we'll go to fight. And like I say, if I got to get guys on a call, let's go, Let, let's go do it. And, and yesterday I was picking up trash and organizing stuff. And stuff. I, there's nothing I won't do. You know, I have to clean toilets. I got to clean toilets. I'm not above you yeah. already. And I think that's the other thing is respecting and loving each other that, you know, well, I'll, I'll go to work for any of my employees, man. That I've got their back. They've got my back. And I think that mutual respect is huge in the culture of our company that we've created. And I, and I think uh, that's part of that We'll let that be the last word. Congratulations on what you created. And I want to thank you, Mike for coming to Plant Profits and being here. And I want to thank everyone who's listening and who will listen to this uh, podcast. And just to let you know, you can download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com, who's our partner here, or subscribe to the show in all major po- uh, podcast platforms, right? Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, iHeart, all of them. We're there. Download Plant Profits. And also go to Produce Global. Right, go to Protus Global, my company, P R O T I S Global dot com, and really take a look at what we do and how we've built companies and how we've changed people's lives in the process of that and created great teams and great companies. And uh, take a look at us. And to next time, I'm Vern Davis. I'm the host of Plant Profits. My guest today was Mr. Mike Wilson, founder and CEO of Tamika Group. Until next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.